Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Welcome to what is my favorite session of Hearts at Rest. You won't find this as one of the six labeled sessions in your table of contents, but it is going to be a pivotal and instrumental moment in your journey to freedom and to healing. You're about to meet five precious friends of mine that have been involved in the Hearts at Rest journey in different phases of its existence. And you're gonna hear a little from their hearts, a little from their stories. The reason we do this is because in Revelation it tells us that we overcome by two things. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb. That's what Jesus did for us on the cross. He is the Lamb that was slain from the foundations of the world. And we overcome by the word of our testimonies. And so we could pour through content. We could, we could read the word. We could approach the throne of grace. But something that God has given us as a tool for overcoming is the word and the power of testimony. Because there's something about his character and his power that is reflected as each of us testify about what he's done in, in our lives. And so this whole session is going to be built around testimony and I invite you in I ask that um, I ask that you just honor these ladies even though you're not with us in person they're sharing from deep places in their hearts from sacred places in their hearts and they're doing it for you and on your behalf um, so this is a special conversation and I want to invite you into it now so um, first ladies let's just go around and say say your name and when you went through hearts at rest we'll just give some base level context there okay so my name is jennifer taylor and i went through hearts at rest february of 2018. my name is madison johnson and i also went through in february of 2018. my name is olivia booth and i also went through it february 2018. my name is katie garrett and i went through in february of 2018. I am Janie Runyon, and I went through in July of 2018. Okay. So, um, Jennifer, I'm going to start out with you, and then what, what's going to happen, we're going to try to work through with everyone as many of the questions uh, that we're able to based on the time that we have. But I'm going to ask you a two-part question, and, and hopefully you'll be able to answer it together. So, when is your earliest memory of anxiety? You don't have to share what that memory is, just trying to pinpoint kind of when it showed up in your life, maybe age-wise, seasonally. And tell us what anxiety has been like in your life on its worst day. And we're not gonna stay camped right here, but I want you to understand where everyone has journeyed from as we go into that. So your earliest memory of anxiety and what anxiety has been like on on its worst day? My earliest memory of anxiety was probably right becoming a teenager, 14, 15, right in there. And worst day, best way I know to describe it is debilitating. Mm -hmm. I mean, I couldn't get off my couch. I couldn't, yeah, I mean, just that. I couldn't even 
pinpoint in my head the one thought to try to work through mm. to even try to get energy to get off of the couch. Mm. How about you, Madison? Um, for me, I think the earliest memory was probably when I was five or six. Um, for me, you know, whenever I was younger, I had nightmares and uh, I wasn't able to sleep a lot. And then as I got older, it was just that I couldn't um, be myself. Um, and there were moments where um, I would let anxiety get the best of me uh, so much where my heart would race and my neck would get red and uh, I just couldn't control my heart rate or my thoughts. And I actually ended up blacking out a few times. Uh, for me, it was just not being able to, to be myself or to live my fullest life because of all the thoughts that I had. And I also was living in isolation the older that I got. Mm -hmm. Olivia? My earliest memory was when I was in my young teenager age and I was riding in the back of a car and it just kind of hit me and uh, at that time I wasn't, I didn't know yet, but my anxiety stems from generational um, family that was passed down to me from generation. Yeah. Jamie, Katie? Um, my earliest memory of anxiety was probably my teenage years, probably late high school to be specific. Mm -hmm. And um, and on my worst day, it feels like someone is sitting on me, but like mm -hmm. it's hard to breathe. It's hard to, to feel like I'm getting enough air and it just, it just feels suffocating. Mm -hmm. Jamie. I was born with anxiety even before I remember my first, my parents would tell me about, you know, in the crib, freaking out. And on my worst day, I uh, <clears throat> ended up in the hospital because I was going to uh, take my own life because I couldn't stand one more stimulation of anything ever again. Thank you for sharing that. So that's the vulnerability that we're bringing into this conversation. And and I hope that there's something about hearing their words that, that chisels away any walls that you have that maybe are keeping you in isolation or maybe making you feel like no one else is going through what you're going through. Um, so I want to ask another question, and I'm going to start with Olivia on this one, um, and then we'll work back this way. Um, just as there is variety in those answers, I think we'll hear some variety in this. But Olivia, to you, what does it mean to be healed from anxiety? Well, actually, the first time that I ever mentioned to someone that I was healed of anxiety, I was still heavily walking through my healing and battling it. Um, but my family was catapulted um, into growth from a tragic accident of my brother. And... Um, I realized that as I was battling and believing for his healing, he was he was in an accident where he became quadriplegic, and I was believing so strongly for his healing that in turn my spirit man rose up inside of me. And when someone asked me something about anxiety, I said, "Oh, I'm healed from anxiety." Mm -hmm. uh, and what had happened was the renewing of my mind had taken over. Um, in believing for my brother, I realized that I was actually um, building myself up and and finding freedom from anxiety. That's amazing. I think there's a lot of truth there that we can glean um, in experiences and in serving in training your 
your mind, but um, I remember the first, Olivia was on the very first panel that we ever did. Even though she was participating in Hearts at Rest, she's also my wonderful sister-in-law, and I'd asked her to be on the first panel ever, <laughs> and and so she was. And I and I had a friend in there that will ultimately watch this as well. And um, and I remember she took some offense when Olivia said, "Well, I'm I'm healed from anxiety." Um, you know, that seemed like a like a unreachable thing, and it was very offensive to her. Um, and I think it was offensive to her because it was true. Because about a year later, I watched her say the same thing to a woman, and I almost fell out of my chair. Um, but but I think that um, that walking it out is like there is freedom and there is healing in the process of walking it out. But again, it's not what I. Th- Thing. It's about what you guys think. So Madison, for you, what to you does it mean to be healed from anxiety? For me, like Olivia said, it's a, a daily walk, walking it out, a daily journey. Um, for me, it's knowing that there's another choice, that anxiety doesn't have to control my life, and that I have another choice and that I can partner with mm-hmm. faith in Jesus and um, go to Him whenever I do experience those thoughts, and um, He shows me another way. Yeah, very practical, Jennifer. Um, I'm going to say this, probably the same. It's complete freedom. It's that you get to wake up every day and have that choice to feel that freedom and that love that he provides for us um, constantly. And that especially during those times when those thoughts do rise back up, that he, he is there with that freedom and that love and just ready to wrap his arms around you during that time. Mm-hmm. Jamie? Well, I think it's just about having somebody to walk through it with you. Mm-hmm. Knowing that God is going to be there holding you through the whole thing makes it bearable. Mm-hmm. He gives you tools that you didn't know you had, and he equips you mm-hmm. to handle everyday life, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. I saw where you shared recently on social media, you were having a bad day, and you shared, this has been a bad day but I'm not gonna stay here. Right. I, I know tomorrow's gonna be better. And I love that approaching it with a choice, like today is not my forever, and I have a choice, mm-hmm. and, and God's mercies are new every morning, and tomorrow can be a new day, right. and a different day. And so I hope someone is encouraged even with that. But Katie, what about, what about you? What does it mean to be healed from anxiety in your opinion? I don't, I don't know if I can use the word healed. I okay. feel like, I feel like my anxiety has to be laid down to God every day. And then I have to work not to pick it back up. Mm-hmm. But I I feel like it's the process of laying it down every day. And it is a choice. And like choosing mm-hmm. to give it to Him and to not yeah. seize control of it again mm-hmm. and let it control you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, depending on where ladies are watching this from, they either will have completed session three, uh, the wounds chapter, or they will be going into it, either one. And so in that chapter, ladies, you either know or you will know that we talk a lot about roots, sources, wounds of anxiety. And we try as best we can to identify those. As my mom said in session one, we wanna reveal to heal. Um, Not reveal to hurt, but reveal to heal. And so in, as you've been in this journey of revelation, journey of um, healing for some of you, freedom for others of you, 
Um, even though it's like freedom of laying something down that is a burden over and over again. What do you attribute to be the source, the root, the wound of your of your anxiety? And um, and, and Jamie, we'll start with you in the back just to change it change it up a little bit. All right. Well, I've had several. Um, my dad was very anxious, so he micromanaged our you know don't make anyone upset, don't show any fear, don't do anything ever. But I also went through molestation when I was in fifth grade and rape when I was 16 and an abusive husband who tried to kill me. Um, so it was wound after wound after wound that just sucked me down deeper and deeper and deeper. Yeah. Katie, what about you? Um, I, for me, mine was generational. I, I didn't realize um, when I, when I came to the first Hearts at Rest, I came with the intention of my mother had anxiety and I, I wanted her to come and experience mm -hmm. it. And then realizing that I had anxiety because she had anxiety because my grandmother had anxiety, <laughs> like, oh, so I'm, it was, um, it was very generational. And looking back on it, I can see the, the seeds of it that were planted early in my life. Mm -hmm. um, not purposeful, but because my mom was anxious yeah. and, and it just grew in me. Yeah. We, I want to say two things right now. One, we've talked a lot about Eve coming into this. And, and I think that when you hear those generational elements come up in these panels and testimonies, that it is that reminder that we do incubate and carry life, not like just the capacity to have children, but to birth things into our environment for better or for worse. And so when we say things like, like in the letter to Eve, um, you know, it wasn't due to the weakness of your design, but the strength of it that you were attacked, the enemy understands that dynamic that we hold and that we carry to either pass on burden or to, to pass on freedom. Um, so, I mean, we definitely want to use that in freedom, but I want to say if there's a mom or grandma listening right now and you are feeling condemned because maybe you have a child walking through anxiety and you are wanting to pick up that guilt because you're thinking I I micromanaged or I did these things or I loved them so much that worry is the way that that came out because I didn't know another way for it to come out there is no condemnation for those in Christ he is in the business of redemption so anything along the way that maybe you didn't get right there's grace for that. It's not beyond repair, and you don't need to pick that up and hold on to it. It's not your weight to carry. Jesus wants it from you. So we're going to go on with this question, but if you're feeling condemnation, if you've been a caregiver in a scenario, I just want to ask you to lay that at Jesus' feet right now because you don't need to move forward with it. So Jennifer, the um, same thing. What do you attribute to be your source root wound we kind of use those words interchangeably sure anxiety um i mean i would agree that there's definitely generational anxiety within my family but the key moment um that always stands out to me that was healed through hearts at rest was the fact of my biological father committing suicide when i was very young mm -hmm. uh, which led to a life of just feeling unloved mm -hmm. in any way yeah. madison um, for me, it, I, there was also some generational pieces, um, and then there were also some situational pieces where, um, like, 
the Lord revealed that something that had bothered me was that I almost drowned when I was little. Another thing was that um, my grandparents actually left us in the vehicle to run into the store, and these men tried to come and get us out of the car, but the doors were locked. Um, so there was just some things that uh, all through growing up that um, were a source, and then generationally, um, I from that I had a root of performance. Um, so I think that those three things in combination were mine. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's in, as she's given examples of specific memories that have come up in her healing freedom journey. I think that's important because sometimes we think super generally, and I'm asking a pretty general question right now, and she gave a general answer, but she also, as she's walked it out with the Lord, has been able to go back to moments and and so and, and memories. And I would just say again, there's redemption for those two. Uh, the more that we journey with the Lord, the more that we will walk in the revelation that he was never not with us, even if there are moments in our past that contributed to our anxiety because we didn't know where he was at the time. And so I, I pray that we all grow in that revelation. Um, but Olivia, I know you had mentioned there's some generational element. Was there anything you wanted to add to, to that? I think uh, my, my worst day, which I didn't really answer the first time, was that day in the car. And then I think once I experienced how real anxiety felt to me, then I totally bought into the lie of this is the strongest thing. And um, from there, I allowed it to have control in mm -hmm. my life. And um, it just began to grow and snowball. Um, uh, and then by the time I had reached high school, I was having like multiple panic attacks a day, um, but still didn't even know what they were. I was going to doctors, is talking to people, and they're like, you're fine, you're fine. They always told me I was fine. I would run all these tests, and then they always come back fine. And I'm like, no, I'm telling you, there's something wrong with me. Um, but there there was nothing until, um, again, that, that time where my whole family kind of was like jolted, and, and we just really started seeking the Lord that I found out that a lot of people in my family have actually had a lot of the same um, mine seemed to come out a little stronger for whatever reason at a younger age than anyone else but um, I feel things strongly um, and I'm an individualist if you will and so it just kind of amplified over time and yeah I, knowing Olivia personally I and I would just say this generally um, that in the same way that the enemy tries to manipulate, you know, our kind of our general purpose and design, you know, God has given those who are his children gifts and spiritual gifts. And I think that sometimes when, um, when folks struggle with anxiety, they actually may be very sensitive in discerning people. They may be sensitive in discerning how other people feel in a room or a situation and they begin to pick up things um, it, to the, if, if you don't know how to operate in that, it uh, can be scary or it can be weighty when really it actually could be a God-given gift that God has given you so that you can bring kind of breakthrough into a situation. And so, Olivia, you said something powerful. You said, I kind of bought into the lie and like mm -hmm. the snowball effect occurred of this is bigger than anything. But then when you got bumped a little bit, as your mom would say, actually what came out of you was Christ in that tra 
you know, in that unexpected, you know, tragedy that, that occurred in that moment. What came out of you was Christ. It was bigger. It was more powerful than anxiety. And you just kind of in, in that moment, you saw that, hey, he is in me. He is bigger. And so I'm just saying that to ladies on the other side of the screen, too. You may feel the snowball and the weight and the effect of anxiety but I want to tell you, if you're in Christ, Christ is in you. He is bigger and he is more powerful. And if you will allow even these conversations to bump up against you a little mm -hmm. bit, this content to bump up against you a little bit, I think you're going to find that something comes out of you that maybe you didn't even know, know was there. I, I really believe that. Um, so relevant question. On the bad days when anxiety wants to take you out, what has the Lord taught you about giving it to him? And Katie, we'll start with you since you actually kind of spoke to that is your process every day right now. Um, I, uh, I feel like um, he's given me a lot of tools to help me kind of like decompress. Um, and they're probably not in the most uh, conventional ways. But um, I was explaining uh, to, to Barbara the other day, my my friend that um, I have to do things with my hands in order to like mm -hmm. remind myself to relax to breathe so I have a little garden mm -hmm. and I um, I like to burn boxes if I get really mm -hmm. really anxious which makes my husband really nervous but if you live in town or in an yeah apartment I live out in the country check your city ordinances <laughs> she lives in the country <laughs> um, but it's like I just need to get outside and um, I when I trained for my marathon, something I had to remind myself all the time was to give myself room to breathe. And so I think God takes me outside. Yeah. His air. You have yeah. room to breathe. Mm. And um and that's that's a very a very vital uh tool for me. Yeah. So good, so so practical. And that his breath is in our lungs is just the constant reminder that we're made in his image and it makes me mad to think that it's so often the breath that comes under attack relative yeah. to anxiety jamie how about you on on days that are more challenging what have you learned from the lord about walking through those well i uh i also have to use my hands a lot so i'll paint or i'll I'll use clay or sometimes I'll just listen to music or I'll just center myself, usually away from other people so I can breathe mm -hmm. and you don't have anybody else's expectations on you. Mm -hmm. So you can take a moment to decompress and remember that you belong to God and nothing can hurt you in that moment. So whatever takes you out of your head for just a moment so you can breathe in the fresh air of God. Yeah. I think that's pretty. Jennifer, what about for you? I mean, I will definitely agree. I feel like it's a trait among us. I definitely agree. I'm doing something with my hands, whether it be painting or actually like restoring furniture is another one. Mm -hmm. um, to me, one of the greatest gifts that have come through this course and through this time, though, is the friendships in this. And so mm -hmm. that when those days hit, we can call each other and speak truth and love back into mm -hmm. each other to be able to support during those times yeah yeah you can't go through and you don't go through a healing journey alone like god designed community in 
I'm so glad to hear you say that. Madison? Um, like they said, <laughs> I like painting. Um, I like listening to praise and worship music. Um, I think the biggest thing for me, though, has been uh, taking time to just sit still. Maybe that's outside of my lawn chair or wherever that's at. Um, and he's taught me how to listen to him mm-hmm. so that whenever um, I do hear a lie or anxiety does come, I can take time to talk to him about it. And the more that I've listened to him and I grow with him, he helps me be able to uh, discern if it's a lie or truth. And mm-hmm. so um, I just like going and <laughs> sitting with him whenever I feel like that. Yeah, yeah. It makes me think about how the word says, my sheep, or I'm the shepherd, my, my sheep know my voice and they follow me. And you do know someone's voice the longer that you journey with them. And so every day is a journey. And as long as you're hearing the voice of the Lord every day, more and more clearly, you're recognizing it more and more clearly, that's healing, that's freedom. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to carry you from this side of heaven into eternity. So I think there's great wisdom in that, what you just said about learning more and more to recognize his voice. Mm-hmm. Olivia, what about for you? So ask me the question one more time. Yeah. Not because I forgot. But no, the so the question, question is, when anxiety wants to take you out now yeah. on a bad, so on bad days, what has the Lord taught you about giving it to him? So that question actually, like when anxiety is gonna take me out on a bad day, what I've realized is that if anxiety is already going to take me out, it's gone too far already. I've believed way too many lies beforehand that have built up. Like that snowball effect for me is big. I have to be conscious and recognize, is this growing, falling down the hill? Am I allowing this to um, come into my mind one piece at a time? Because my anxiety, I didn't believe that I actually had anxiety. Because first of all, I'm bullheaded. And then second of all, I, it was so menial, very small lies, like very, very, I don't know, the devil's very good because he knows how to, to pinpoint the, the little areas where you don't recognize it. Mm-hmm. So I think, too, learning your own, your own voice and what's coming through your head and allowing what you're allowing in is that fear, is that love, mm-hmm. um, because perfect love casts out fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to just learning how to sit with Father. But if I, if I'm truly on, like if anxiety is about to take me out, take me out means panic attack. That means I'm no longer, don't be around me, don't touch me. There's no noises can be happening. Mm-hmm. So um, in that moment, I think what I'm trying to convey is that I've allowed it to get too big already. Um, so for me, I have to recognize it early on. Yeah. Because by the time I get to a panic attack, listening to worship music, all, everything, all those things overstimulate me. So at that point, I almost have to have just an anxiety attack, get over with or something. And then, and then the next time, I'm like, yeah. I got to learn. So what happened through my healing journey was I had panic attacks along the way. And they were very frustrating. They, they felt like a setback big time. But every time, I was trying to, woo. Okay, this is the Holy Spirit because I wasn't going to share all this. But every time I would, I would have a panic attack. The next one got longer, like further apart. Yes. And as time grew, I grew, and as I surrendered those things, the span and the 
the journey became more beautiful. It was tough at the beginning because I still had them, and um, I was still sharing at Hearts of Rest. Like, because we've had multiple times, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, listen, I I am here with you. Like, I am not, I am not totally out of this yet. Yes. And um, we live in a fallen world, so anxiety may be a part of it from now until eternity, until Jesus comes back. But we have a choice in it, and so um, just choosing that, choosing the voice of love. And truly, like, gardening your heart. It's an everyday, Mm -hmm. sometimes even in the beginning, like in every five minute, um, I have to check, okay, what was that? Was that a good seed or a bad seed? I mean, I'm trying to, like, talk to yourself like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, Mm -hmm. um, this is where you find freedom, is in the everyday moments. And so, um, anyway, I hope I answered the question. I thought it was awesome. (laughs) I thought it was awesome. I mean, when I jump into the boundary session, We'll do that. Um, I think it's such important in the book, but I just ask this real quickly. So you're saying, man, if I get to that point, I've gone too far. So is there something that you can identify that is a, like a telltale for you that you're like, oh, okay, time to shift gears back. I can tell maybe I've been receiving fear over love. You you said, um, like hearing, is that fear? Is that love? Is there something that is a marker for you that you can articulate? Yeah. And I think that actually it will be a marker for everyone in this, on this panel. Um, control. The marker is when I start, when I start pulling in and I start like, I start strapping on, like I gotta, I gotta get all of this. Like, I don't, does that make any sense? Raise your hand if you agree with Olivia that that's a marker for you. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. I'm glad that was Holy Spirit. I'm glad that came that came up in the conversation. And I love that you said too. Like, I was testifying while I was still walking it out. And we need more of that in life. That is what our life is. We are a people walking in sanctified. Like we are being sanctified. We are being renewed in the image of of Christ. Like being transformed from grace to grace and glory to glory and strength to strength. And so we don't stay where we are today. We go forward, and we should always testify of, I'm not in yesterday. I'm not staying in today. But I'm heading until tomorrow. So, but you said in that journey, there were parts that were really frustrating to you. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone probably agree with that as well. So let me ask this question. For those um, who are on the other side of the camera, the screen, um, that don't want to face painful parts of their lives in order to move beyond them, what would you say to them as they go into the next season? And Jennifer, I'll start with you because you marked something real specific when you shared earlier about a specific incident in your life that you had to kind of work through. Yeah. Yeah. This is actually always my favorite question because I can still remember distinctly the night that the, for that specific instance, the healing came Mm -hmm. and, um, it was, we were, we were in that time of, um, writing the letters and I ended up making the choice that I wanted to write a letter to my dad and I'd spent many years with different views towards my dad sometimes they were angry sometimes they were I miss you um but I never took into consideration looking at him through God's eyes and that he had his own demons and it had nothing to do with me he didn't it wasn't he didn't sit there and say, I'm going to leave my daughter. Mm-hmm. He just had his own demons 
And so writing that letter to him that God still loves him and that I still love him, but I don't, I don't have to hold on to that weight anymore. But going forward in that night, knowing that that time was gonna come of writing the letter to my dad, and this is my biggest recommendation, is get comfortable. Put on comfy pajamas, make yourself some tea, and allow God to come into that space because he's there to protect you and to love you and to be with you in that time. You're not alone when you're fighting that. Mm-hmm. He's right there to be with you. Mm-hmm. It just get comfortable and let him, let him, let him heal if you can. Mm-hmm. That's good. What about for you, Madison? Um, I was actually praying about this before, and to me it's something, I think it's something you and Debbie already shared earlier today, um, but as you begin to... Um, sit down and the Lord begins to reveal these things, um, something that's important to keep in mind is that the Lord doesn't um, uncover things to hurt you. He would never do that. He only uncovers things to heal you. And the only reason he does that is because he has so much more in store for you than anxiety. And so um, I would just encourage you in that um, that um, he is a good father. And I know for some of you, it, you may not have had a good experience with your father. You may not even have a father, but um, he's not like a lot of our earthly fathers. And um, he truly loves you. And um, he is someone who's trustworthy. And so I would just encourage you um, to be sincere um, and just come before him um, in that moment. And um, he's just going to take you by the hand and and lead you through that um, because he has more in store for you than that. That's good. That's good. Olivia? So uh, my advice is that uh, it, it may feel like it's going to cost you something to go to this moment with yourself. Um, but what would it cost you if you don't? Yeah. I yeah. think your healing is worth, it's worth what it'll take to, to get yourself to that moment. Because to be honest, when I wrote my letter, um, I really, not that I wasn't expecting it to work, but I think I thought, I already know that I had anxiety in the back of a car. and But as I started writing, I just, things started pouring out of me and healing did come. Um, and I didn't want to go back to that moment. And I had walls around the moment. I think that's why I, I had a hard spot towards it. Like, I don't need to relive that moment. I already know how terrible it was or whatever. Um, but as I relived it yeah. um, and went to that, that place and allowed myself to, to go back to that spot, now I see it as a... It's just in the rearview mirror. It was something that happened, but it does not control me anymore. And even being able to talk about it is is a good is a healing yeah. thing. I love how you said, "What will it cost you if you don't mm-hmm. do it?" And I was reading in Proverbs eleven today, and it says that one of the the first verses um, that the Lord detests. Um, I'm paraphrasing here, but He detests a scale that is broken, that is not just. And, uh, and that has weights that are off balance. And I thought, how true is that in our lives that sometimes we weigh things in our mm-hmm. uh, perspective and our understanding. And so we choose, okay, I'm gonna choose not to go here. And we place the weight maybe of pain over the opportunity for healing, which is greater. And, and that could just go, that could apply to anything, but I was just thinking about that. So I love what you said. It may seem like it's going to cost you now, but what will it cost you if you don't go there? That is a good word. Uh, Katie? 
Oh, will you repeat the question? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> For those in the study who don't want to face painful parts of their lives in order to move beyond them, what would you say to them as they, um, as they do that? I feel like um, a lot of anxiety feels dark and it feels heavy. And, uh, and I'm sitting in the middle of it right now. And it's really hard for me to sit here and talk because I'm, I feel like I'm being suffocated by fear. But if it's not good, God's not done. That's right. And everything that happens is for his glory. And we may not see that because right now it feels scary and it feels big. But somewhere, someone out there needs someone who's been in the same dark spot and has let the light in mm -hmm. so you can see what it looks like when it's lit up. Mm -hmm. And if you can see that in someone else who like takes that first step and lets the light in, mm -hmm. it's, it's hard, yeah. it's hard. And, but if we don't do it, we're, we're robbing ourselves and the people around us of the glory God's bringing yes. through that heart. Yes, that's good. And as you're talking, I'm thinking about the lyrics to the song, God of Revival, mm -hmm. uh, The Darkest Night, you can light it up, you can light it up. And, um, and God does want things to come to light. And so I love that about how going, when you say go back, to, or if you go back to those places, even as they've testified before, God has light that he wants to bring into those and doesn't want those dark patches to be what define your life, what define your memories. And thank you, Katie, for being here and for being real with the people on the other side of this and for doing what Olivia and others have done so many times to say I'm in the middle of it, but I'm not staying here. And, and so I thank you for that. Jamie, do you need me to repeat the question? Or do you no, <laughs> I'm actually good. Uh, God gave me a vision of a little kid in a bed at night, you know, and the and there's creaking and there's noises and they're really terrified and they, the terror builds because they know it's going to be a huge monster. It's going to be huge. It's going to be so, so big. And they call in their parents and they turn on the light and it's nothing. So it. the fear that you have to face whatever that is, that's how it feels, but when God turns on the light, it's really not as big as it seems. Mm -hmm. It's just scary before the light turns on. Yeah. And it's just so amazing and so freeing. Yes. And when I started it, all I did was say yes, which was the hardest thing I'd ever done in my entire life was just say the words, yes, God. Whatever it is, yes. And he has pulled me through two years of amazing things because I said yes. Yeah. Just to share about Jamie, uh, without sharing too much, she is going to yeah. visit church with me the day after hearts or visit the church I attended the day after hearts arrest, and I actually text the the lead for the greeting team and said this particular woman's coming. 
please do not touch her. Please do not greet her. She really doesn't want to be greeted. She wants to sneak in way early, I can assure you. She likes to get places early, just like let her be. And so anyway, naturally she beat me to church that day because she was running early. And um, and probably like a month or two later, I showed up at church and she was greeting. And I was like, what are you doing? And she said, I'm greeting. And it just got, and, and like a month after that, she was on an airplane to go do missions in Sicily, mm-hmm. pro- you know, probably with some freak out moments yeah. in the air, probably in another country. But just like when I talked about Olivia, life bumped up against her and something greater than anxiety came out of her when she was willing to say yes to the freedom that comes from Christ and the same for Jamie when she was willing to say yes so that doesn't mean that every day is a cakewalk because every day won't be a cakewalk Jesus said in this world you will have tribulations you will have trials you will have hardships but take heart because I've overcome the world so with that we're going to wrap up this session and I just want to say They are overcomers because of who is at work in them. But you are an overcomer if Christ is at work in you. And I hope that you feel built up and encouraged by what they have walked through, what they have testified uh, to, to know that you can not only finish hearts at rest, but you can come out um, on your way to triumph and, and being this role in someone else's life, being the woman lighting up a dark place that says, hey, I've been there, I've been there, I get it, but we're not gonna stay there. We're gonna walk out in the light of Christ. So ladies, I thank you, I honor you, I pray blessing upon you. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 